The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Companies in the non-QM space remain competent in their products, but problems at companies like FGMC and Sprout show that at least some of them are having trouble finding funding. So does, what does Wall Street think overall about these loans? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by Kevin Heal. He's chief compliance officer and senior analyst for Argus Research Group. Kevin, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me on today. So I guess just to start things off, you know, obviously it's an up and down time right now. What are investors saying and what do they think about non-QM loans? Yeah, uh, obviously, uh, you know, with with rates headed higher and mortgage originators looking for, you know, increasing revenues or just trying to maintain some level of uh, revenues, um, you know, a lot of them had jumped into the market, you know, late in the uh, late in 2021 and early in 2022. Uh, we saw a, a, a number of securitizations that occurred both in, you know, record numbers in 21 and 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 you know on pace to set those you know more records in 22 but as we saw when the the you know the fed raised rates in june um we saw a huge move in in the markets and we saw you know a a huge move in you know conforming balance those that can be sold to the agencies of Fannie Freddie and Ginny and investors themselves demanding more of a higher spread on those securities uh you know typically you'll see a spread versus a 30 year mortgage versus a 10 year on a conventional loan we're looking at between 150 basis points 175 basis points but now we're currently looking at spreads that are north of you know 250 basis points so it kind of Took the uh, you know the agency market spreads widened out and therefore spreads in the non QM um, market had to widen out as well. So is this is this something specific to non QM? Is there a concern in general about mortgage backed securities, or is is it specifically non QM that they're really worried about, and that's why they want that higher spread? Yeah. So uh, a couple factors you have. Um, you know, the majority of the non QM, the bigger players, the bigger, you know, are not your traditional banks. Uh, they're not as well capitalized. You know, they rely on, uh, warehouse funding lines to fund those non QM loans. Um, so what happens is, is that if you can't securitize those loans, you know, they're left on their books. I suspect that's probably what happened to Sprout was that they had a number of loans that were at their warehouse lender and and they uh, weren't able to securitize those quickly enough. And that, you know, when you're looking at it from an investor's perspective, you know, there was a, a, a some 20 odd billion in securitizations that had occurred in the first half of 2022. 
and that might have satisfied the appetite for the investor base that buys these. You have a because you have more of a you obviously have to do more of a more credit risk work than if you were to typically buy a uh, mortgage security or a CMO uh, security uh, that is issued by you know backed by Fannie or Freddie. Um, you've got a lot more credit work, and you might have only an allocation in your particular mortgage portfolio for perhaps maybe five ten percent of that can be credit risk related, and that might have gotten filled in late 2021 and early in 2022. So, um, you know, as I, I've discussed with with you guys before, it's you know the the securitization market you know is what's driving the the investor. Uh, interest and you know are they are the non QM lenders you know were they caught in in June with mortgages that were at you know a much lo- at a much lower level whether they were they might have been five and a half six percent six and a half mortgages in the current non QMs might be seven percent to seven and a half to eight percent depending upon the credit quality so you know it's the ability of if if they can't get a securitization done, you know those mortgages remain on their books and they have to continue to fund those. And as rates continue to rise, their funding costs and holding on to those mortgages, um, you know, eats into their uh, profitability. And and obviously, if you talk to to non QM lenders, they'll tell you that these are good loans. These are people who just don't fit the conventional standards. These are not subprime. These are people who want mortgages, we'll pay them. We're doing better due diligence to make sure that people can pay these. Um, so so why isn't that calming some of these fears? Why are these still looked at as as not really something people want to invest in right now? Yeah, it's it's is as I just mentioned that you know the investor appetite um just isn't there. And you know you've if you look at Previous securitizations done in the non-QM space, they were done at much lower rates. So you have, if you have, you know, if they do a securitization, they break it up into different average life classes so that, you know, initially you might have a three-year term average life security off of a certain coupon collateral. And that if, as rates go higher, people won't prepay their mortgages they're not going to move so there's less refinancing there's more there's less prepayments that are going in there so that duration or that average life might shift from 3 years and now it might be 5 years so um you also have in and as as the number of as securities that are available that are out there and people qualifying you know you have a number of um typically they're they're not 30 year fixed mortgages all the time there's a lot of um just you know, a 10-year IO, a five-year IO, meaning that, you know, for a fixed rate for five years or 10 years, you're only paying off the interest portion of that. So, um, you know, you, you've run into the securities that were bought early in the year. Investors are now looking at a much longer duration asset than they were looking at um, previously in, earlier in the year. And like I said, they, it's there's probably a, a fixed amount of buyers Unless things get to distressed levels, um, you know that's you know where a, a hedge fund might come in um, if things get distressed, and you could and you have a lot of guys that are still involved in the mortgage market that are you know have memories of two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, um, you know where 
you know, these non-agency securities at the time, oh, they're all money good and, you know, nobody's going to default. And um, so, you, you know, and especially amongst the smaller lenders, where's going to be, where's there going to be their outlet and how can they get rid of it, rid of the loans and who are they going to sell them to? And they're going to have to probably sell into kind of not necessarily distress bid, but, um, you know, they're going to, they could eventually take some losses on those loans given where rates are right now. Don't miss the nation's largest show for successful mortgage pros. Originator Connect returns to Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, August 18th through the 21st. See us at OriginatorConnect.com. It's simply the greatest mortgage conference in the known universe. OriginatorConnect.com. So is there anything non-QM lenders can do to overcome these fears particularly quickly? I mean, I know talking with A&D Mortgage last week, they were celebrating the fact that Standard & Poor Global upgraded the the ratings on some of their offerings as a sign that look these are good loans but if if nobody wants to take the plunge and, and be the first one to to dive into that pool what what, what options do non-qm lenders have yeah it's it's a you know it's kind of a kind of a a quandary right now you know you'll typically you'll see it versus you know we'll we'll look at you know comparable rated uh corporate bonds or, you know, a basket of similarly rated corporate bonds, you know, is, is that those have widened out. So a lot of the, you know, like every type of security has been, you know, the spreads of versus treasuries has been widening out this year. Um, you see, you know, if you're going to, if you see a, a widening in the high yield spreads this year, you know, that will affect the lower rated securities within that securitization. Um, you have, you know, future recession fears right now, and if you look at the you know non QM mortgagee, it, it's someone who owns their own business. Will that business be affected by if the economy heads into a recession? Um, so you know you're seeing a a deeper dive into the actual mortgages. You know, are they? Is it heavily concentrated in a certain ge- geographic areas? Um, what types of it is it? Typically, as I said before, it's not a thirty year fixed rate mortgage. It might be some kind of interest only five year or 10 year um, could be some other types of adjustable rate uh, mortgages in there. So um, there's a number of, of different factors that go in and, and that, you know, if, if the end investor is a mindset that, well, I'm full on my allocation, but if it goes up a hundred basis points, I might come back in to look at, it just might become too attractive so it's a balancing act between where they can securitize these assets versus um, kind of the average coupon and the cost of, of, of what they're um, financing those mortgages for right now. Now, you know, things might change, but if we're, you know, we're still on a path for higher rates, um, a flat yield curve isn't helping matters uh, that, you know, if you're looking at a, a mortgage securities deal and looking to break it up into different average lives, it's not, you want an upward sloping yield curve. Um, it doesn't help you to have a flat yield curve. It's not good for any type of mortgage uh, securities issuance like in the CMO or a structured uh, uh, structured finance deal. So um, that's definitely, you know, hurting, um, you know, hurting the securitization efforts right now. And I think it's just, you know, a matter of, of saturation that they, they've taken, folks have taken on enough and, you know, they're, they're underwater and they don't want to go to their boss and say, 
you know, Hey, I'm buying this, you know, 6% coupon. He's like, didn't you just come back last <laughs> month and it was 5% coupon, you know? So it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tough kind of market. And, you know, it's, you know, these, these off the run, you know, non agency backed securities are all subject to eventual, if you don't have a big balance sheet, you can't keep them on your books for that long. So, um, and as I said, 30 year agency mortgage spreads have widened out to attractive levels that, and, you know, have plenty of liquidity. Um, so, uh, you know, it's kind of the non traditional financing is, you know, if we run into, you know, troubled times or anything like that, that the, uh, bid ask spreads always widen out and, um, you don't want to have to be a seller into a mart, you know, into, you know, you don't want to catch the falling knife as I say. So, um, you know, there's liquidity concerns, right? How, how nimble you can be with your portfolio. So, um, and I think, you know, as, as rates head higher, everyone's looking at, you know, typically a bank will buy the front end portion of the security, if whether it's a three or four year average life and it matches up for their assets and liabilities. Insurance company might be at the back end because they're a longer term uh, investor and the, where their liabilities are. So, as I said earlier, that four-year security that they bought three or four months ago might be a six or seven-year security now. So, um, you know, it's kind of, everyone's kind of just taking a step back and seeing where things shake out and, um, you know, see who, uh, see who uh, survives as, as, as per se, as, you know, probably you might see some struggles in some of the smaller, uh, you know, non-QM lenders that are out there. You, you know, we don't really know since they're not, public companies, you know, they don't have to open up the kimono and, you know, kind of don't know what's going on there. And you might see some private equity guys come in with, you know, mortgage experience that might come in to purchase those securities at a, you know, not necessarily fire sale levels, but, um, you know, more distressed type assets that they can probably end up purchasing at a discount. So... Right. And, and there's certainly incentives there. I mean, we, we saw Sprout uh, touting their success right up into the end. Not that we can speak for why an executive would do that, but obviously you don't want people to think, well, we can just come in and get things at a bargain rate. You don't want your employees to leave thinking the, the ship is sinking. So we don't really know how successful these companies are until the, the rubber hits the road. Mm-hmm. But I guess just sort of generally, I, it sounds like you were kind of touching on what you think will happen. Is this just a matter of it, who can who can wait this out until non-QM loans prove to themselves? I mean, is that what we're going to see here is the well-funded companies will survive until we know what to make of these types of loans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, you have, you know, if you look back in, you know, 2015, there were zero non-QM loans, you know, so um, it's a, uh, it and it hasn't been, you know, quote unquote, tested through a uh, rising rate cycle yet. And it's being tested right now. Um, you know, you see a you know a, a ton of the non-QM guys saying like, well, you know, mortgage brokers have to look for business, and you know, this is where they're you know, this is what's going to, you know, it's not going to end necessarily be the be all end all. Um, but you know, they're going to have <laughs> eventually. You know, you, you you know, the spread I'm sure has widened out versus what conventional more uh, mortgages are. So if, if you're looking at a 30 year Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac fixed rate loan, let's call mortgage rates five and three quarters, 6%, you know, typically in the 
you know, the first half of this year, if you were a well-qualified non-QM buyer, probably cost you 125 basis points, so seven to seven and a quarter percent. Now you could be looking at an eight percent mortgage. You know, so it is also that, you know, as these mortgage spreads have widened out, you know, it might not make sense for someone who's looking to take out a, a mortgage loan who's a non-QM, you know, mortgage business, small business owner, or, um, you know, at 6%, I can afford at 4%. I really could afford it. 5%, 6%. Eh, I'm getting there, you know, seven, 8%. It just doesn't make sense for me. I can't afford it. Um, so that's when you start to get into, you know, the other ancillary type adjustable rate mortgages. Well, I can get you a 10 year I interest only mortgage and your payments only 2,500 bucks a month versus if you're fully amortizing, it's, 4000 a month. So you end up with you know you you're going to end up with a little more probably leverage in the system. Um so you know it's when you when you start seeing guys that you know like I'll qualify you at a 5 year rate, 5 year IO. You know, you just don't want to go back to the days of you know where you're qualifying someone and then you know the you know, if they had a shorter term, you know, shorter term rate or they're bound based off of the old days, it was LIBOR. Um, but, you know, as rates rise, those mortgage payments could go in, end up going up over in time. So um, I, I, I really think it's more of a, you know, investors that had purchased earlier will probably take a wait and see attitude to see what if there's any credit issues that start to pop up. Uh, you know, going forward through the second half of the year, um, if we do enter, or we could be, you know, probably could be potentially already in a recession if we have, you know, two negative quarters of GDP. That's traditionally, but you also see, you know, you know, overall investors will be looking at, uh, you know, unemployment rate, right? You know, so if we are, it do end up in a recession and employment rate starts to rise, unemployment rate starts to rise. You know, you will, you're going to look at do a deeper dive into the securities that you already own. And is it worth it? it? At what point does the rate that you get on the security is worth the credit risk that you're taking? So I think, you know, kind of folks have just with, with the unexpected 70 basis point rate rise in June, I think they've caused people to take a, a step back and say, okay, I'm going to take a pause for right now. You know, let's see where th- things shake out. Let's see how these, non-QM perform through a, which was now going to be a fast rate cycle. So, you know, I think it, it, it remains to be seen. And, um, you know, I don't think you've seen any securitizations at all in July or, you know, post a couple in, that may have settled in late June, but, you know, it's definitely taken a, a step back where it just doesn't make what investors are demanding for the rates just don't match with what the originators can produce. Right. And as you were kind of touching on, obviously, you know, you, you can give a rate that attracts investors, but no one's going to take a mortgage at that rate, then it doesn't really right. matter because yeah. you don't have a mortgage to, to bundle. Yes. Um, yeah. It's certainly an uncertain time uh, for a lot of these lenders. Kevin, mm-hmm. thanks so much for joining me. All right, Mike. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. We'll have a rundown of your top headlines, but first a word from our sponsor. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness.
Here's your headlines for today, July 19th. New home sales in June were down 12% from a year ago, continuing a sharp drop from late 2021. New home sales did rebound in May, but fell back to an annual pace of 620,000 in June, according to the MBA's Builder Application Survey. Home price growth is slowing, but appreciation is still well above where it was a year ago. Those high prices are pushing some buyers out of the market, and that's letting others take advantage of the new lack of competition. And finally, in a plot right out of a mob movie, two associates of the Lucchese crime family saw a three-judge panel uphold their conviction in a mortgage company takeover. The mobsters were convicted of teaming up with two brothers from Texas and stealing more than $14 million after using threats to take over First Plus Financial Group. In their appeal, the four convicts contested pretty much every aspect of their case, but the judges upheld their conviction, including on racketeering charges and jail sentences ranging from 10 to 30 years. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Kutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.